Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. These are two people that really don't agree on much. <laughs> and they're like, basically, the entire bill is, hey, will you guys solve the cases, yeah. <laughs> please? <laughs> with SI's Pat Forty. No, 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 no. CJ Stroud's the man. Here's Pat and Dan. Uh, welcome to the pod. We welcome Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, with guest joining Pat, Sully, and I. Sports Illustrated has finally evened up the numbers. <laughs> yeah. I'm no longer outman. An encroachment, an encroachment by SI. It's an honor and a I privilege to join, the, uh, to join the circus here. There you go. Uh, I apologize to have you on this one because I'm on vacation and uh, it's sunny out. And I have a pool, a beach, uh, <laughs> many adult beverages. So this podcast can be about 11, 12 minutes long. <laughs> I figure. Georgia looks good. Dan usually mailed it in. He's really oh, mailing, I'm mailing it, it in. It is mailed. Georgia looks good. <laughs> Alabama looks good. Ohio State. Talk to you next week. Uh huh. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe, share with your friends, leave a review. You're in lovely SEC country, aren't you? Right, Panhandle of Florida. Yeah. I'm down nope. in the Panhandle. I'm down in the Panhandle, ready for meetings. I'm having meetings. I'm not having meetings. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's 11 a.m. Bush on light. a Monday morning. There it is. Yes, there it is. The, the Monday Bush light. There we go. All right. Last time I saw you at the Masters, you had a Bush light. Now you get a Bush light here. Do you ever not have a Bush light, Dan? <laughs> you know, that's between me and my therapist. It's called, <laughs> it's called anonymous. Some people call it a six pack. I call it a support group. <laughs> College football is happening whether I go on vacation or not. That's right. And we've got plenty of it. We're bringing Ross in to help us. Uh, have someone who's actually paying attention this week, unlike me. So uh, spring games going on. Start with Georgia. First off, biggest news they had, Amarius Mims, who we talked about the other day, the highly touted freshman uh, lineman, has uh, reverse course, the portal. He went into the portal and then came immediately back out. Yep. Spit him out like a house of mirrors. Probably good for Kirby Smart. Pat? Yeah, good for Kirby Smart, bad for Florida State, which really put on the uh, the full-court press to try to get him once he entered the portal. He visited down there. You know, they put on the dog for him, and and then, nope, reverses course, and it's another another Georgia recruiting win. This one's more of a retention win, obviously. But they've had like 10 guys go in the portal, which, you know, doesn't shock me coming off a championship year where guys want to, hey, you'd be part of a something, get a ring, and then you're looking for playing time elsewhere, and so you move on. But Mims... Uh, was a significant one. He was a top five national recruit coming out of uh, 
high school in 2021. Uh, I think he was Georgia's top recruit that year. And you don't want those guys to get away before you've had a chance to really even be able to plug them into the lineup and see what they can do. So another win for Georgia, which uh, has won a lot on the field and off lately. See the spring game at all this week? Uh, not not bits and pieces, but uh, I, uh, I I was going to say, you know, uh, Mims did the uh, the portal shuffle, right? You put your front foot in, you put your front foot out. I mean, you, we we're seeing it. Uh, we're seeing it so much. It's 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 hard to keep track of who's in the portal, who was in the portal and now out of the portal, who's in the portal and stuck in the portal, who's in the portal and going to another school. I was reading like recaps of some of the spring games. You know, you see all these quarterback names, right? And it's like, wait, oh yeah, he's for that school now. He plays for that school now. So <laughs> it's just crazy, man. Like I need a cheat sheet of where all the quarterbacks are now and where they were Seriously. Uh, to kind of keep it all straight. Uh, but ah, 2022 in uh, college football, right? It's, it's turning into like when you watch the NBA playoffs and there's this random guy tearing it up <laughs> and you're like, who is that? And you check it out and he's like, his path is like, you know, uh, you know, two JUCOs, three AAU teams, went to play for like the, you know, the Sao Paulo Thunder, uh, <laughs> Rio Grande, three G, three G League spots. And then finally, you know, now he's averaging 22 a game for for somebody and you're like just needed yeah. a chance just needed a, just kept grinding uh, it was, his name escapes me with the kansas basketball player right when he when it wasn't kansas's fifth school uh or fifth or sixth school um I, I, his name is escaping me but i'm sure we're going to see that more and more in college football where it's like i right, this guy is that his third third fourth school and and yeah you lose track and right now the quarterbacks are um everybody has that extra year you know so they're they're just right. using it it seems like as soon as they can, which I guess yeah. you would think that means it's going to level out at some point. But at the same time, you've still got a new crop every year coming in that has that extra year to use. So um, I, I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's a weird time. Well, I'll tell you who's been around. Eric Gilbert. <laughs> he has. Longtime listeners know my man crush on Eric Gilbert, the tight end from Marietta, yes. Georgia. I, I watched him in a high school game. And right. uh, oh, my. Now, he originally signed with LSU. He left there without playing. I don't think he ever played. Then no, he, he played one something. year. Oh, he did play. He played yeah, one year. Yeah. I'm sorry. The COVID year. He had his moments. That's right. Yeah. He had two TDs mm -hmm. in the first. I declared him the Heisman winner. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. You, I went, you gave no him the Heisman. Him. You put him in the College Football Hall of Fame. You made him, made him the number one pick in the draft. I did. Yeah, He's I mean, like the next awesome. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. That we've had. It's been a rough road, me and Eric. Uh, the, <laughs> the Eric fan club has got a little bear in there. Then he left there, uh, went to Florida, never played at Florida. Mm, that's right. And now yep. he's at Georgia. Yep. Now, one thing I will say, this is and this old rule never made any sense to me, the no transferring in conference. Because right. if you're a conference, right. you want these guys to stay in your – as a you know, if you take a holistic, uh, uh, you know, 30,000-foot view of this, you don't want Eric Gilbert playing in the ACC. Um, right. But he, he, he was out there for the Georgia spring game, two touchdowns, a uh, couple – drew a couple uh, – because I, I did watch some of the Georgia. I did some research. I may have been bored at an airport, but I did watch the the Atlanta <laughs> airport. They were showing the Georgia spring game, but I was there. I did watch, and uh, yeah, this kid is—he's uh, everything I, I said. They're calling the the, the the defensive backs are calling him a beast, incredibly strong, best player they've seen to try to cover. Needless to say, Stetson Bennett likes him. Pat, Think what do you about think about this? Well, 
Georgia may be the first team in history to just say, we're going to we're, we're doing away with wide receivers and we're just going to line up like four tight ends. Because if you remember, they had Brock Bowers, who was like the best tight end in the country last year. And he sat out spring because he was banged up. And then they had that monster Darnell Washington, who they would bring in 6'7", 265, throw it over the top to him in short yardage situations. And now you add Eric Gilbert. And apparently he, he was like over 300 pounds at one point post LSU and before this spring. And uh, so he had to get himself back in shape. And Kirby Smart had a comment from yesterday, from Saturday on the spring game, you know, of like all the things he's overcome and been through. Of course, they never tell you what those things really are, but clearly it had been a, a long uh, road to get to this point in the spring where he's uh, in position to make a big impact. But I mean, Georgia, I think, is light at receiver, but now they are massively heavy at tight ends. So I don't know what they're going to do with all of them. They'll figure it out. Todd Munkin likes his tight ends. He'll uh, he'll find ways to use them. And that Brock Bowers is, is athletic enough and not that huge. You could you could split him out, I would imagine, and play with him you outside. Could go three, four tight ends. Who cares? It's like the, that's what the Patriots did with Hernandez and Gronk and no one could guard him. Right. I mean, what well, if you have three or four of these guys? Yeah. And they do. So that's the I mean, yeah, who, who do you, who's 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 tackling them? Yeah, how will the defenses respond, right? They, they Nowadays, you, you get those deep, you know, five, six, seven DBs in a game. You can't do that with three or four tight ends in the, on, the, on the field. You know, Eric Gilbert spent that one year at LSU, and uh, uh, everybody raved about him down there from an athletic standpoint. I mean, just, you know, the stories that came out of Baton Rouge about him. But and I don't know what's been even written out there about his issues, right? But, uh, you know, most of them weren't like physical issues. I think there were some other uh, ailments, mental ailments that kind of were, were giving him issues and he just couldn't overcome them. I'm glad to see that he's, I guess, overcome them. And, you know, he has the, he has kind of some family issues as well. And uh, I, I really thought after, I think he, I want to say like he showed up at Georgia and then all of a sudden, he, he left or disappeared for, for a little while. And I, I never thought he would come back. I remember talking to some people at LSU who still speak to, I guess, people around uh, Gilbert. Uh, they didn't really think he would come back either. Uh, they didn't think he was ready to come back. But I'm glad to see he is. And hopefully um, he's on the old straight and narrow now because he is an incredibly gifted athlete. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hope the best uh, for him. I will be proven and... right. I'll be proven right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you're you're angling to represent him, right? When it when the, so let's think. Would he be eligible for the draft this year? <laughs> or does he have to wait another year? He probably so is eligible this year. Yeah, this yeah. is third year. When, when Wetzel shows up in a zoot suit next to him at the at the draft, show me the money, uh, Eric. We're gonna get this yeah. done. So you you saw him at one high school game, and, and that was it for you, huh? You well, first off, if you imagine this guy playing high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. it's not yeah. exactly like it took a, a yeah. keen scouting Six, five, eye to notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like like Derrick Henry in high school. Yeah. 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 Some poor sophomore from this other school was like hanging on his back like a, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just was I said, Well, I think this guy's gonna got he's got a little future. <laughs> I remember the day uh Skip Prosser and I, the late Skip Prosser, the Wake Forest coach, were watching a, an AAU basketball game and there was a kid on the team. His number was not on. He was subbing, and he did not have the right number. It wasn't on the the roster, and we're watching, and this kid's tearing it up. And I'm like, who? he's like, who is this kid? And he goes, go down. He can't, you know, it's like the rules where you couldn't, coach couldn't go talk to the, you know, whatever, some rule. So I go down, and, and I ask the coach at halftime, like, Who's, who, who is number four there? Something like, well, whatever number was. And he goes, oh, that's Stefan Marbury. 
No. He's just, he's just okay. subbing for us this weekend. <laughs> I go, hey, go back. I go, hey, we, we discovered Stefan Marbury. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, we are really good scouts, boy. I tell you. Uh, we're really on top of that. All right, Ohio State had theirs. C.J. Stroud, Kyle McCord, and Devin Brown all threw touchdown passes and all look pretty good. I guess everybody looks good in these things, right? Does anyone look bad other than Nebraska? Have you ever? Well, I mean, <laughs> Nebraska and uh, Clemson's quarterbacks. Clemson quarterbacks. Clemson QB numbers weren't good. Everybody's smashing the panic button there. So. DJ uh, Stroud wore Dwayne Haskins' name on his jersey, which was nice. Can we get a? Can we? Can we drum up a, a quarterback controversy in Columbus? Can we start one, or there is there is none? No. No, 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 no. C.J. Stroud's the man, and if McCord is is happy to sit behind him as the backup, okay. Uh, but C.J. Stroud is it. He was great last year. Uh, all signs are he's going to be great this year. The thing that I took out of their spring game is they tackled. Ryan Day would like to see his team be a, like a little bit more physical. They were so soft last year. If you remember, they got absolutely trucked by Michigan. They got trucked by Oregon. They were in the process of being trucked by um, Utah in the Rose Bowl and then came back and won because they threw the ball brilliantly. But uh, Jim Knowles, new defensive coordinator in there from Oklahoma State, and um, I think he he is trying to set a different tone. Now, this is where you get – this is the, you know, the great uh, spring ball risk of, oh, they're new, they're new physical team. Well, let's see when they play somebody yeah. else, you know. That's right. But for now, that's, right. that's, that's the, the tenor. It's the first time Ryan Day had had his team uh, tackle in the spring game. So Jim, no- Jim Knowles is in the honeymoon phase. He loved to be a coordinator yes. in the honeymoon phase, right? We're going to play physical and we're going to run the three, four. We're going to be multiple. And, you know, you hear all the words. Uh, one, I was reading about Ohio State spring game in Marvin Harrison Jr. ran across my screen, and I thought, "Man, do I feel old?" Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> right? Just, uh, just crazy. Willie yeah. Green is coaching the New Orleans Pelicans, and I covered a high school game he was in. He's now an NBA <laughs> head coach. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing a pretty good job. Take I was a like, sip of that oh, much man. light there, buddy. Yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. So. You do want to be that new guy, though, that taught him how to tackle because in Ohio State had never learned how to tackle. We always talk about the new strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, now, we got a new system where guys are getting strong, leaner, leaner muscle and uh, more limber muscle or more muscle. And it's like it, uh, they've been lifting weights down yeah. there at Ohio State for a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, I thought just just decided to start getting a little off-season calisthenics in. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's it. So I did like, it was full contact because of the, they have to yep. prep for the Notre Dame game. They got to go live for Notre Dame. So Ryan Day's not worried about injuries. Looks like they made it out, made it out pretty good. So, but yeah, now that the only thing better than being a new coordinator is being the new strength coach, because then that that's all that it, it's much harder to track what you were doing in the weight room, you know? And so they just, yeah, we're new, new attitude, more physical, closer, whatever, whatever they, you know, whatever you weren't before you suddenly magically are now with the new strength coordinator. So we're going to have some, uh, more transfers. It's a good story on, uh, ESPN. There's been a million transfer portal stories, but David Shaw mentioning you're going to have people leave after the season, a group of guys that leave in winter conditioning. There's going to be another group that leave at end of spring. Then you're going to see numbers. Then you're going to see where they are and maybe see the incoming freshmen. You say, you know what? I may have a good chance someplace else. And all the coaches uh, are calling for some kind of like schedule, right? I know you've talked to a lot of people about this Ross and Pat. 
I kind of agree with this. I'm anti-regulation in general, but you can't have free agency. As we said, a college football tr- has free agency, the draft, the championship, and the coaching carousel all yeah. the same. You got to have something set up here. Obviously, a guy wants to drop out of school or not participate with the team. There's nothing you can do. And you can't stop a kid from taking unofficial visits, right? Because these are public – many of these places are public institutions if you want to walk on. But what what works here? What do you think's what do you think's reasonable? Yeah, I I think uh, and I was meeting with some coaches on the road. I just got in for a two week road trip, did the Masters, and then made a couple stops along the way. And every single one of them I met with talked about this issue. I mean, this is like the number one issue one one A one B right NIL and transfer portal and both of them together have kind of created what we're seeing now a kind of a free agency of college sports. And I think most coaches want and believe that eventually there will be some kind of closed and open windows to the portal uh, that it might open like six week for six weeks after the fall semester ends, then it'll close and then it'll open for six weeks after the spring semester ends and it'll close. So you give players a chance to get in the portal, you know, after spring practice and give them a chance to get in the portal after the fall season, that would bring a little more, I guess, regulation to it. It might help coaches uh, with roster management. That's the big thing you hear over and over again is how difficult the roster management is. And then you don't have players, honestly, just kind of quitting midseason, right in the middle of a season. Um, And we've seen that in just going into the portal or doing the same thing in the middle of spring practice, um, which we haven't seen quite as much of, but you're definitely seeing a lot of that during the actual season of of players like skipping out and and going into the, uh, into the portal. So I think the future is some kind of closed and open window, but uh, it's in the middle of the, I think the transformation committee is discussing this issue. And uh, I think the real, there are legal concerns, right? The real issue is legal concerns. And they talked about when they first implemented the portal in 2018, talked about doing it with closed and open portal windows, but NCAA legal said, no, 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 don't do that. We'll get sued. A lot of administrators now are regretting not, not doing that um, because Really, they're going to get sued either way, right? I mean, we live in a litigious <laughs> society where lawsuits are going to come either way. Yeah, I think that um, it makes sense to have some element of regulation of this and or just just structure to when these things can happen. Because right now, they, in total free-for-all, while in theory it's right and just, it's not very easy to actually navigate for anybody, I don't think, for the players or for the schools. And it would make sense to do it at the end of the semester. I, and I know occasionally uh, Dan will laugh at me when I bring up academics, but you know, if you let the players actually finish this semester, figure out where they are academically, and then decide, okay, I'm leaving. And you can you can decide beforehand, but you can't put in until after you finish your semester uh, and you go from there. I think that would work out better. Now, boy, I would create, whoo, that'd be like the, uh, the old oil rush, uh, you know, in the 1800s where you're like, oh my God, we're 1300 players going to the portal now. Boom. Everybody's rushing after those guys then, but better that I think than just trying to, to, to navigate this constant, like 12 year, 12 months a year, 365 day sort of, um, trickle almost, uh, in, in and out of the portal. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it right now, and again, I get, I get twitchy when they start coming up with guardrails. Um, but <laughs> that's a favorite NCAA buzzword too. Yeah. Yeah. Guardrails, guardrails, guardrail for who, but it'd be good for the player too. in two aspects. One, you could transfer and then get 
recruited over again in the transfer portal. So it's like, oh, okay, I, I need a I need a tight end, and this kid's available, and he's good. We'll take him. And then a not better one is available uh, uh, two months later, and go, oh, we'll take him too. So it's this would allow it a little bit more information for the players. Also, it would eliminate, I think, is and a little bit to Pat's uh, academic thing, among other things, and just being the first to declare for the portal no longer helps. Mm, right. That's a, there's yeah. kind of a race to the portal because you want to be yeah. the top player at your position and then have that pecking order. Instead, it's like, well, it doesn't help to to do that in the middle of uh, October or whatever. Obviously, kids are going to walk away. It, it's not an, There's not a perfect solution here, but they do need something probably for, for all parties. And if that's somehow you can sue that. I mean, again, they're going to, like you said, they're going to sue for everything. But I don't know. Maybe that's, I feel like if they go to Congress with really, really specific and small requests, they might be able to get it done. <laughs> as, as opposed to just walking in and throwing the, uh, the entire suitcase of problems on the table yes. and saying, yes, because yes. they come up, the Congress is going to come up with 10 new problems that don't really exist. Yeah. I, I was meeting with the AD during this this last road trip, and uh, we the, the the topic of Congress and the NCAA. Mark Emmert came up. You know, it's been two and a half years or so since Mark first really visited DC to plead for lawmakers to create some kind of federal NIL legislation, and we were talking about just you know how much of a failure that is. And this athletic director said, "You know what Congress needs to do? They need to pass a bill that says Mark Emmert." Do your job, signed Congress, yeah. and, and see what happens. And that just shows you what we all know on this call, right? And most nationally know is that um, the athletic director community doesn't think real highly of the NCAA president uh, right now. Boy, isn't that the truth? It's basically what that that Cory Booker, Marsha Blackburn bill, which you yeah. know these are two people that really don't agree on much, mm -hmm. and they're like basically the entire bill is, hey, will you guys solve the cases, yeah. please? <laughs> Yeah, like, this right. is all it was like yeah, enough. Right. It shouldn't take five years. Okay, we agree on yeah. nothing. We agree on nothing, but we agree on this. That's and right. everyone goes, yeah. When when that yeah. came across, it, um, it was shocking to me that um, those two were on were that that agreed on something and, and came out with this bill. And they kind of like uh, that was a few weeks ago, and they kind of leaked it to me first. And so when it came to me, I like read it four different times. Like, okay. Corey and Marsha, are we sure about this? Like, and I had to go back to, I had to go back to the people, you know, who gave me the information. Like, Cory Booker, this is, this is right, right? The Cory Booker from New Jersey, the Democratic senator, is with the Tennessee woman. Are you sure? Are we got that right? You know, and it's like, yes, yes. So, and I just remember being so scared when I blasted it out, like, oh my god, I'm going to be wrong. It's another right. Cory Booker. You it's fell for Republican that? Idaho yeah. that I don't know about. But but no, low and by, and that just shows you everybody can come together. And I've written countless about this. You know, I live in D.C. and I've lived in D.C. for three years, and I've I've written this over and over again. But there's nothing that 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 the Republicans and Democrats uh, agree on other than the hate for the NCAA. It's just like sweeping across the board. And that bill, um, which would basically, as Dan meant, like provide oversight on the uh, the enforcement process. Uh, that bill is just. You know, it, it gives loud voice to, you know, we hate the NCAA, Democrat or Republican. We hate them and they needed, you know, they need to get things straight. Yeah. By a bipartisan punching bag. Um, yeah. NCAA does not pull, pull too well. All right. Spencer Rattler now at South Carolina. He, uh, with ESPN. 
Rattler and his two cars described Oklahoma as a toxic situation. Uh, I was his just two happy. cars described them as that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so toxic when he got the when he got the two cars. The, the real mystery remains: how did he did he drive one home and then fly back and drive the other? <laughs> was a did toxic his agent sit- drive one out for him? Wasn't toxic when they're giving him those cars. Uh, it's an NIL deal. I was just happy to get away from a toxic situation and get somewhere new. Anywhere was going to be better. I found the right place. It was Oklahoma toxic or was that just code for Caleb Williams? I, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean like the Dodge challengers, like I didn't like Caleb Williams. And then the, the (laughs) Ford truck is like, I didn't like the fans booing. So if you want both cars to weigh in. I don't know, you know, what the deal was, but it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty ugly for him. It really was. You know, when you get booed in your home stadium as a 20 year old, who's never failed at anything, I don't imagine up to that point, uh, it was a difficult situation. And I mean, if anybody should have gone in the transfer portal, it's Spencer Rattler. It made sense. You know, we'll see if he is second life. If, if all of a sudden he's, you know, in a much better place in terms of just having nobody to look over his shoulder at and also maybe mentally and everything else and ready to go. And he plays great. Like everybody expected him to out of high school, maybe becomes a star. If not, maybe he wasn't that good to begin with. We'll see. I mean, South Carolina obviously has a long way to go in terms of getting up to legitimately competing in the sec East there. They, they had a, they took a step forward in the first year under Shane Beamer. You know, he got the mayonnaise bath. They won a bowl game, all those good things, but that's not the same as competing with Georgia uh, in the SEC East. So, you know, they feel, they're all very excited. But again, spring excitement is dime a dozen. Sorry, I have to weigh in on the mayonnaise bath. So this past week, I spent time in Orlando at the bowl season convention where all the bowl executives come in. It's just really a lot of like eating and drinking for free. You know, I mean, those guys bowls, love me. Shocking, I know. So, but, but there was, did there, they raise a toast to me and all I've done for the bowl industry? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're a talk of the town. I can't believe you haven't been invited to speak on a panel. <laughs> Keynote speaker. Yeah. Keynote speaker. <laughs> but, but, uh, one of the uh, Duke's Mayo people we're, we're, we're talking about, um, the mayonnaise bath in, so they had to get chain. They did the mayonnaise bath and they had to get chain like washed up for, either the news conference or some kind of like TV thing afterward. And it was, as you imagine, a mess. And they said (laughs) the stench of the room where they did the mayo was just Uh. incredibly bad. Just, just (laughs) awful. Like, yeah, well you bathed somebody in mayo. What did you expect? (laughs) Absolutely horrible. (laughs) That that may be the least of the last way I'd want to die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> covered in mayo death by Buried mayo. In mayonnaise. Like, drowned in mayo i can't stand mayonnaise if you like, i think that's that how is the joker happens he found it he fell into a vat of mayo that's right that's right that's right <laughs> hey a coast boy cajun coast boy would say all right bathe me in mayo but put some put some horseradish and some ketchup in it and a little tony sasheries and we can do a little cocktail cocktail would be much better you see this story this, this speaking of south carolina and death by mayo uh, this prisoner in South Carolina, a man on death row, he got to choose how he wanted to get executed. Richard Bernard Moore. We still do that? Get the, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they do it. <laughs> South Carolina. Wow. Wow. If you don't jaywalk, man. <laughs> uh, you can choose electric chair or firing squad. Oh, God. 
Okay. And this guy, um, the electric, if you make no choice, you get the electrocution. Um, and that's but if it, you, just two if choices. You, apparently there's only two. We don't, maybe we can bring Mayo back yeah. in on this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He chose the firing squad. So he's going to get strapped into a chair and three guys are going to shoot, but only one of them is going to have a bullet and they're not going to know who, which oh guy. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Stuff I happens. thought that, yeah, <clears throat> that wasn't already the case. I thought it was. I don't know. No, he, the, but he, the, like the, there's always just one dude with, with a, a uh, with a bullet, you know, and like and nobody knows which guy it is. So that the guys that the guys that are doing the shooting don't uh, don't know. They don't know because uh, like, it might yeah. weigh on you. Yeah, right. Hmm. Exactly. I just yeah, um, I'm not sure yeah. I could see myself volunteering to like go shoot and what kind of gun do you get a choice of what kind of gun it is i'd kind of want the old like uh civil war like musket or something you know a little with the little round little balls and then you die by lead poisoning instead of (laughs) yeah (laughs) and just killing you you gotta also what kind of mental trauma the the firing squad shooting somebody like the mental trauma of that. I mean, yeah, these South Carolina. <laughs> I mean, they, Man's like they're just, ready. I don't know what you guys are all doing down there. They're ready. It was the problem was they were doing the lethal injection, but they have they're having trouble getting the drugs. I don't know. There's a whole thing there. Uh, they couldn't get. They they were so eager to get the death row going again. They passed this law, uh, which seems a little bit much to me. Um, but. I'm not a South Carolina. Um, maybe down there, this is what they want to do. I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, Just yeah, yeah. So Bo- boilerplate advice can, for the listeners: don't commit a capital crime in. Well, don't commit yeah, a capital yeah. crime, That's but right. not especially one in South Carolina. That, and how about these guys though on the firing squad? Like. I mean, I know you got to make a living, but really, yeah, but no, that's a really? bad way to make a living. Is yeah, is there, and is there a line yeah. out the door? Like, do you, how do you sign up to be a a firing <laughs> squad member? Uh, that is legally bound to kill somebody. Yeah, it's probably like the real 007. Probably they have a it's license an honor. to kill. It's probably an <laughs> honor amongst this group. I mean, I mean, I mean. Hey, honey, how was your day? Well, yeah, maybe shot, may or may not a shot guy. If not, it was one of my two buddies. Yeah. What a, I mean. Anyway, oh, yes, why? Yes. this is the uplifting yeah, this part is of the great. podcast. This is what I was warned about right here. <laughs> How did we? Yeah, we veered from yes. Spencer Rattler to this. What, what yeah. <laughs> Careful, Spencer. Careful where you sign now. I'm just saying. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Maybe you want a choice. I'm not sure. All right. Well, uh, other news. Syracuse, the Carrier Dome, the famed Carrier Dome. Carrier yeah. air conditioning. And the always the joke with the Carrier Dome was the uh, the carry dome is not air conditioned. Ever <laughs> right. been in there on a hot yeah. day? It's actually oh, horrible. Yeah. yeah. So carrier did not air condition the carrier dome, but they signed a lifetime deal. But Syracuse is now out of it after 43 years. It was the greatest deal ever in marketing history. Carrier, which I mean, literally everybody's heard of the carrier dome. Sure. 2.75 million in 1979, wow. and they got a lifetime deal. What? And so they're out of it now? They're. They're out, and we have a new name, which I will. I refuse. JMA Wireless. I'm not JMA Dome. Wow. A Wireless Dome. That's That's, terrible. That's not great. I remember being. I only covered one game in the the Carrier Dome. It was a football game. I never actually have been to a basketball game there. I'm sure that's really what you'd want to go to. It's a basketball game there, but football game there in September. LSU for whatever reason in like 2015. Played a game up in up in Syracuse, 
And Leonard, I think it was Leonard Fournette's sophomore year, and he ran, he literally ran for like 300 yards and like four touchdowns. But I remember the press seat was the best press seat of any football stadium I've ever been into because it's low, it's right at midfield. It was awesome. But man, it was like, you know, probably. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, it's like an old, it's like the club seats now where they, where you would sit on a club or a suite, right? It was, right, the middle it was level. Awesome. Yeah. But I remember like how hot and like muggy it was and thinking ah the lsu football team you you got you welcome them in to a hot and muggy arena they'll they'll be fine like they'll they'll be fine and and they were it is they cruised yeah (laughs) no home field advantage there for them that i've been to syracuse i don't know eight ten times in my life and never once has the weather even been tolerable it has always been horrible freezing cold pouring rain dumping snow piles of dirty snow stadiums uphill you literally have to walk (laughs) uphill to the stadium like there's they give you no reason to go to this place (laughs) yet they turn out it's like stay home there's not you know i don't a club level i'm trying to think what a luxury suite in syracuse would entail (laughs) toasted ravioli probably toasted ravioli a little dinosaur barbecue i don't know yeah, um, we couldn't even and, stay and in the town for that trip. I'll bless I, Central I New like York. Either the hotels were booked or they were outrageously expensive. I don't know how big Syracuse is, but I feel like we stayed like an hour and a half away, like across the halfway across the state. All right, Central Florida spring game. Uh, their back of their uniforms were QR codes. <laughs> you can't even. You can't even say it. You can't even say it without chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, come on, come on! To twenty twenty two, man, it's the thing to do. They're they're progressive, man. They're putting QR codes on jerseys, man. That's what yeah. they're trying to say. There's no number. You have to just so, go and try to pause. If some dude's playing well, you hit pause and yeah, then you QR code it. <laughs> and you can send him money so that he's like Spencer well, Rattler. Spencer Rattler would have made a ton of money than not. Um, look at if you're giving money out over a spring game performance, uh, it's a fool and his money will soon yes. be parted. I, I walked into the UCF facility and uh, Gus Mazan walked in to go, oh, come back, come back to my office, got something to show you and laying out on the table before they announced everything because it was a day before. So laying out on the table are the two jerseys with the QR codes. And there are a couple of other staff members in there, like part of the communication staff. And and they kind of saw him and maybe one of the first times they saw him and they saw the back, they saw the front, and they're like, All right, how how are we gonna take stats? What where how do we how do we know there's no jersey number on the back? Yeah, the yes, that's broadcasters. Right. So that was the topic I mean, tour that uh, during during that when they introduced me to the to the jerseys, like this seems like a good idea, but then you start thinking about it and but I don't know. I don't know how it went. Maybe it went okay. I don't know how many people scan the QR code, it goes linked to the bio of each player which then links to their social media channels and uh, merchandise sites uh hey you know nil era here we are nobody's clicking twice (laughs) that's right you gotta click twice yeah 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 nobody's clicking twice good luck with that this is a gimmick gimmick Come on. I would have I would love to have plucked somebody out of 1998 and, <laughs> and drop them in 2022 and say, so there's a spring game and the players are going to wear a QR code. What the hell is a QR code? Oh, well, it's, you know, you scan it on your cell phone. Well, what's a cell phone? Wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, just like what, a scanner? Yeah, we put a mess. and you're going to yeah, pay them. I can see that. 
happening. Well, yeah. you know, last year they did the Twitter handles. On the I back. mean, Could you imagine, you know, at so and so scrolled right. on the back <clears> of the <throat> jersey, somebody from the '90s figuring out what that is. You know, look, we're yeah. talking yeah. about it, so it worked because there's no way anyone yeah. made any. First of all, how many people are watching the UCF spring game again? Yeah. Yeah. Priority love. <laughs> okay, and then B, how many of those people are just so moved by someone's performance that they had to throw them a couple bucks? <laughs> Uh, that is the ugliest uniform. I mean, Oregon has tried on occasion to have some ugly uniforms, but that is easily yeah. the ugliest college football uniform I've ever seen. Remember, remember Ooh, Maryland, Maryland with the flag? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maryland, Maryland had brutal. Yeah. That yeah. disastrous that flag. flag. What the hell was that? Yeah. yeah. But no, UCF has just raised the bar. That's so you, you talked to the Gus, Gus bus. Yeah, that was kind of my last stop of the, of the trip. Coach yeah, Waffle Coach Waffle House. House. Coach Waffle House has had – Quite a crazy last five months. And that's what we spent actually a lot of time talking about. You know, I was just kind of passing through there. I didn't even, you know, just wanted to chat with him for a little while. And then he started kind of emotionally talking about this last five months of his. Um, in October, his daughter uh, had, a, had a son and then was rushed to the hospital with like post-birth complications and she was in the hospital for two weeks and i don't know if you guys remember you know he flew directly from cincinnati after ucf played to birmingham to be with her she lives in birmingham so there's all that and then he broke his leg in november um during a cra- sideline crash with one of his defensive backs uh so he was on like crutches for like six to eight weeks and then his family got covid in january for the second time and they're not sure it was a COVID complication, but it kind of came like after the family recovered from COVID is his wife, Christy, got rushed to the hospital after having like a fever and, and she was dehydrated and they, she was in the hospital for three weeks on a ventilator for five days. And Gus just flatly said that, you know, he thought that he was going to lose her while she was on the ventilator. And it was some, they still don't exactly know what happened. It was some like maybe perfect storm of complications of COVID stuff and her immune system was kind of, I guess, in a bad place. And then she got an infection in her finger that might've been like from a manicure. It was like a weird whole thing. And the infection spread in her lungs or her bloodstream. Uh, So anyway, he had all that. And then Christy, like a month later, Christy's dad died. So they were back in Auburn taking care of her mother. And they got in a car accident um, and, and hit a motorcyclist. And a lot of the details still haven't come out on that. Uh, the police report will at some point, I guess, come out more detailed, but uh, the motorcycle is supposed to be okay, but he got airlifted. I just one thing after another. So we, we talked a lot about off the field stuff. Yeah. Just this one thing after another for him, it's been pretty crazy. And, and Gus doesn't get, I feel like doesn't get real emotional at times, but when we were talking about it, you know, he, he really got emotional. I mean, he really thought that he was going to lose his wife. Yeah. He's, he is a pretty buttoned up guy in terms of what he will let you uh, in on. So that if, if he, uh, showcased any emotion there, you can tell. I, I mean, that's a quite a pileup of things. That's way too much hospital time and, and other bad circumstances for sure. So uh, he's been through the ringer. And that, you know, they, from a football standpoint, you know, Cincinnati should theoretically take a step back at the top of the AAC. Is UCF ready to take a step forward? They they had been the boss of the league, and then they slid a little bit. Cincinnati took their place. SMU's kind of there. Uh, so Dylan Gabriel leaves, he transfers to Oklahoma and, uh, we'll see what they put on the field. I, you know, I still feel like they probably have better talent than the vast majority of that league, but, uh, do they have enough to, to get back to winning the A's? And they have Plumlee now, you know, from, from Ole Miss that came over and Gus, uh, Gus recruited him. Right. Yeah. John recruited Reece him. Yep. Uh, 
while he was at Auburn, in fact, a, a very much a Gus ism when we were in his office talking, he said, I recruited the snot at a plumley. I'm like, okay, all right, great. All right. <laughs> Let's get snotty. All right. Uh, <laughs> Maybe why it didn't work. So, uh, they're excited about that quarterback competition. That and I didn't get to watch their spring game, so I don't know exactly how well they did, but it seems like a pretty heated competition. And Plumlee's an incredible athlete, you know, baseball player, college baseball player. Uh, you know, Lane right. Kiffin used him in spots every now and then, and I think he just left knowing that he needed to um, find a place that would kind of use his skills uh, more, more, I guess, and, and that certainly was, was back west. Yeah. Gus yeah, will run a QB right. 15, yeah. and I think that's what he wants to do. He does what Plumlee wants. He doesn't mind that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it is a story that's uh, slipped past us during March Madness. If you remember, uh, or if you are aware, or even care, Joe Buck is leaving Fox. Him and Troy Aikman right. are heading to ESPN to 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 broadcast the NFL's Monday Night Football game. We've talked about we don't understand why these guys make so much money, but. ESPN has hired Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Now they were Troy Aikman's contract with Fox was ending. Joe Buck had one more year as part of his contract with Fox. So ESPN needed to get Joe Buck to team with Troy Aikman. So they had to make a trade with Fox Sports. ESPN and Fox Sports made a trade. This is a true story. This gets to college football. And I'll ask you guys if you don't don't trade people, what if we get traded? I suddenly I don't even want to know what I would fetch. I don't even want to know. A coffee machine. Good right? God. Don't I'm give our an, bosses any right, ideas. Exactly. Okay. I'm on an expiring contract. I could go for like a copier or something. Yeah, right. Right. Two interns. Uh, player to be named later. Two interns. <laughs> for, I mean, oh, no, no. Anyway, so the way it broke down is they decided to make the deal involving the Big Ten broadcast season. Okay. So there are 54 games that the Big Ten contractually hands out to either ESPN or Fox. Each each network broadcasts 27 Big Ten games, okay? Fox always gets the first pick. Now, what they do is they they Fox gets the first pick, ESPN gets the second pick, and then they just snake draft it, right? Then Fox gets the third right. pick. Yep. So every year, Fox picks the Ohio State-Michigan game. And basically, I think you pick the window of time on a certain date, whatever, but it's essentially, yep. we want... Ohio State, Michigan, because that is the most reliable, you know, you're always going to get uh, eight figures on that of a, of a broadcast. Now, this year, there's a little bit of a debate because Notre Dame is opening at Ohio State. And conceivably, right. that could get a higher. But it's believed Fox, Fox took it anyway. ESPN is going to get the Notre Dame-Ohio uh, State game, and then Fox goes up. So part of the deal this year, ESPN relinquished uh, one of its draft picks. And I, it may be the last round, but it's some round in there. So Fox got 28 games. ESPN got 26. <laughs> so, okay. so Joe Buck was traded for a Big Ten football game. about that. <laughs> Just, Joe Buck. Absolutely <laughs> awesome. Joe Buck was traded for a 27th round Big Ten football yes. game. So I mean, Northwestern. Yeah, right can you right, guess right. the game? <laughs> can I don't know that it's the last. It's not the last one because this wouldn't couldn't okay. possibly be the last one. But I don't All think. Right. But could you get? Guess the game, and I will give you some hints if you want. Because, I mean, obviously, there's just... Do you know the game? You know I know the game. Okay. If you okay. want a hint, you can um, ask each of yeah, you. Can want, ask all right. Give me... Is it within the division, or is it interdivisional? Like, is, is it a Big Ten is West an game? interdivisional game. Hmm. Okay. 
So it's east against west. You guys can get three questions. You guys can come up with three. This will be the game. Three questions, and then can you guess it? Okay, that's one. Intradivisional. So it is not Michigan, Michigan State, or anything like that. It's not. I'm ready. It's not even. uh, It's got to be. It. I'm. You're ready to pick and one. It's just like that. Name that tune. You looked it up. But I did have to pull up just to make sure. I didn't pull up the the, the standings. You know the divisions just to make sure I had. Say it's Maryland yeah. and Rutgers. Say it's you don't Maryland want your two Rutgers, clues. Man. You're ready to Say go right Maryland here. Right? No, that's I, intra, I, inter, inter. Yeah, that's intra. intra. Oh, this inter. So it's an East oh, versus a West oh, team. Oh, okay. Guess number two. Is jump Hint around involved in any capacity? Jump around <laughs> is not. Well, okay. I don't know, but Wisconsin is not involved. Okay. Okay. Third right. clue. Third clue, and then you guys got to make a pick. Is there a trophy involved? Oh, that didn't narrow it down. Yeah, Ooh, there's always a trophy involved in this thing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I so they, look yeah, yeah there, there is. So tentatively, there's a trophy, but it's not like one of the. No, I trophies. don't know that there is a trophy, actually. Uh, let me. I okay. don't believe there is a trophy. I will look this okay. up right now, but go. let's assume there is not. So there you go. Those are your three so, hints. This is kind of looking like a craptastic. I'm game. going Maryland, Illinois. Maryland, Illinois is not it. Uh, Ross, you got a guess? I'm, I'm, I'm checking out a schedule here. There is an um, there is a trophy. I'm sorry. There is a trophy. There is a trophy. Okay. There is a trophy, right. but obviously it's not one of your more famous ones like the little brown jug. So I would have known right. that. Like it's not Michigan, Minnesota, right? Okay. Or all right. So. All right. Hang on. I'm looking. Up, I'm looking up one other thing here. Well, you can just look up the game. That's not fair. Well, that's no. I I, I, I need to know who they're like. Who from the West is playing? Yeah, who from the true. East? They don't yeah. all play each other. So. Yeah, I screwed that up. I needed. I right, need. Well, the, like, we can't go too long. All right, here's what I got. I'm going uh, Nebraska at Michigan, November twelfth. Why would not that it? For not that it. Game? Ross, okay. you get the final um, pick. I, yeah, I don't have the schedule either. I'm just. I'm just gonna guess that Rutgers is playing uh, Illinois. Rutgers is not involved. It is the. Minnesota Penn State game on September one for the Governor's Victory <laughs> Bell. Governor's Victory Bell. Yes. Really? So what happened is September first, there is a Pittsburgh West Virginia game the same time. Backyard brawl. So ESPN did not mind giving up the Penn State Minnesota game. Okay. Okay. So maybe wow. this was too hard of a <laughs> trivia question to get. But essentially, no. Joe Buck, if I'm Joe Buck, I am attending that the game if I can. They need to create another trophy with <laughs> yeah. Joe Buck's face on it. Yeah, he should hand out this <laughs> governor bell. He should hand out the governor bell. <laughs> he I'm should. A, if you've been traded for a football game, you have to attend <laughs> that football game. <laughs> October or 22nd. Report to Valley. death row in South Carolina. That's it. You have two choices. to go to the game. Hey, I'm D.C., three hours away. I'm driving up there to attend the Joe Buck game and write about it. Behind the scenes of the Joe Buck game. Can't wait. But Joe the Buck, what is Joe the Buck? game that was traded for an announcer? Well, I did hear, you know, I, I, I interacted with a few TV folks um, at the Final Four, and they were talking about this draft. Like, there's the biggest, you know – for for network TV nerds or or non network whatever cable it, it was like the biggest thing going you know like they were very excited for this draft and it would be a great kind of it, behind it the scenes look at how these things I, uh, come together before Dan like reeled that off I didn't really know that that's how they do that does any I wonder if any other conference I know several of the conferences like Big Twelve Pac twelve right have a split uh, media rights but do they does yeah. but do they, and they do the draft yeah. I wonder if they all do the draft I don't know interesting a good question. 
Yeah. Do they have a war room and do they sit around and do they do they have a is there a commissioner you know, who comes uh, out and speaking reads, of a war room, you know, this uh, came up at the bowl executive thing at the convention. Um, this couple of people were telling me about how, you know, bowl, teams are picked for bowls and how, you know, this conference affiliation and all that stuff. But this person was like, Ross, it's ESPN. Like it's ESPN and ESPN has a war room and the producer has on a chalkboard or one of those dry erase boards magnets with each team. And they are, they are moving all the magnets and, and trying to pair what, what could be a, the best matchup and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, ESPN, man, running college football. Bob Bowles be like, nah, I just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. yeah. I want to see the yeah. magnets. I want to see it. I can, I can only imagine that. Now, this is not the first announcer trade. Uh, in 2006, Al Michaels was traded That's right. from, ES, from ESPN, ABC to NBC to do uh, yeah. Sunday night football. And he went for uh, four ye- a Friday coverage of four, day- four years of the Ryder Cup. Yeah, like that was something that seemed like a little more tangible. And they got part of the Ryder Cup. There was some uh, advertising and video deals. And then the great part, the rights... ESPN was a ESPN Disney was able to get the rights or maybe they did they give it or they get it. I don't know. To Oswald the Lucky <laughs> Rabbit. Oh, that's right. <laughs> which was a 1927 there was an animated wow, rabbit involved. Cartoon yeah. character <laughs> that Walt Disney had created. Somehow the company that became NBC Universal owned. So Walt Disney was never able to use this character he created in 1927 called Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Now, he, according to the New York Post, he went on to create Mickey Mouse instead. So it worked out for Walt. Uh, it worked out okay. Yeah. But uh, they got the rights back to own Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. For can, we talk, can we talk about <laughs> the awesome, money awesome. these <laughs> broadcasters are making now? And why? Like, is there a return on investment by the TV, the media uh, rights, like the media channel? Like, like, are people watching games because of the broadcasters? Like, I, I'm, I don't understand any of this. We, yeah. we don't believe they are. We don't believe they are. They're, no, we've we've discussed this many times. Thanks for listening to all the pods. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I, we don't believe that. There, I have heard that ESPN, now ESPN is at the mercy of the NFL to give them good Monday night games because they can't flex out. A, 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 the NFL wants, like, a high-quality production uh, for Monday night. So you get Joe Buck. And Troy Aikman is apparently considered the the top of the, you know, top guys or some of the top guys in that thing. So maybe it's worth it there. But um, I mean, they're yeah, no like, lucky. The, they're no Oswald, the lucky rabbit. Clearly not. Clearly not. And like hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm still not over the Penn State Minnesota <laughs> trophy. So this, so <laughs> this thing, this thing is just put together with duct tape and Minnesota actually broke it oh, in uh, 2013. They shattered they shattered it. And they've only played for it really? 15 times, which... Yeah, this is this is BS. So I mean, there's probably yeah. been 15 governor elections since then. Who Was Jesse the Body Ventura yeah. the governor at the time? Oh, he might have been. That might have been we cool. Need, we need to change that, that Troy been. Aikman bust. Like, a bust of Troy Aikman just in space. <laughs> and that would be a much better... Joe Buck. Or Joe Buck. They yeah. should just make it the Joe... It's a bell. Yeah, just a bell. Yeah. Like a on wood and and like Minnesota was like freaking out and, and pumping it up in 2013. And it kind of just all fell apart. Minnesota owns it right now. They won the last yeah. one in 2019. So um, they have the bell. But yes, this should turn into a bust of Joe Buck. 
I mean, we yes. have a pig. We have the. Ju- I mean, we have all sorts of things. Yeah. We have the bet yeah. that axe, the Paul Bunyan's axe. We could at least get the Joe Buck game. Get rid of this governor bell. We don't care about the damn governors. No, nobody. Between cares. two states no. that are like right. a thousand That's miles right. away from each other. Yeah, you really have nothing a in common. Yeah. Governor this cup for nuts. state for teams that are in. The same state. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Little yeah. Little yeah. Kentucky yeah. play for right. the governor's cup. Yeah. You know, yeah, what do I care? Go. Right, right, right. Th- th- this makes no sense at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, two more. I think we need to do this. Uh, now that we have a, we have a full, you know, three people, four people on here now. Uh, it's time for a people's call. Oh, here we go. Yeah. A Kentucky man. Of course. Uh, was fired course. days, days after he had a panic attack at his workplace over an unwanted birthday party. Wow. Okay. He was awarded 450 grand by a jury for lost wages and emotional distress. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It worked out for him. Uh, The man, Kevin Burling, had been working at a medical lab, Gravity Diagnostics, in Covington, Kentucky, for 10 months when he was when he asked the office manager not to throw him a birthday party because he had an anxiety order. This is in the New York (laughs) Times, so this is like real. (laughs) <laughs> Not one of my normal things. This isn't yeah, the, the Daily Mirror or whatever where you usually get your stuff. The uh, the party had been planned by other employees while the office manager was away and the situation spiraled out of control. OK, so the co-workers were trying to do a nice thing, I guess, uh, and have an office birthday party. Mr. Burling, Burling had a panic attack that he learned about the planned lunchtime celebration, which was to have included birthday wishes from colleagues and a banner in the break room. He instead spent his lunch break in a car outside. <laughs> okay, so he then, the next day, had a meeting with two supervisors and had another panic attack when he was confronted about his, quote, somber behavior. <laughs> Three days later, he was fired in an email. Uh, the company, though, said that he had become a violent in the meeting and scared the supervisors. Uh, so then they sued, and uh, he won the money. So, um it's probably a little more to this, but we don't want to get into all that. Uh, yeah. Should if somebody throws you a birthday party, you don't want to get four hundred and fifty k. Pat, absolutely push for five hundred. Why? Why did he come up fifty thousand short? Go for the half mill. That's right. I mean, I'm not you know real big on birthdays, and so like it, it, all of a sudden, everybody in the office, including people you don't like, are pretending they like you and you like them. Happy birthday! No, forget it. I, I I would I would absolutely happily sue. Anybody who well, tries who to wish me also, happy birthday, what, go what ahead, boss. Bring it on. What people throw a party for somebody like a coworker who's like, "Do not throw me a party. Whatever you do, don't throw me a party. I will freak <laughs> out." And they throw him a party. Like who? Like what? What? I don't know. What supervisor's like? Oh, let's throw him a party because he said, you know, not to throw him a party. I, that yeah, that that makes no sense. Good for the good for the guy and. Uh, Happy birthday to him, right? We're all worked out. And they fired him over an yeah. email? Mm. That's that's where I really went on his yeah. side. Like, come on now, yeah. guys. But what, what if he put one of his supervisors in the headlock in the violent meeting? You know, I mean, maybe they didn't oh, want to fire true. him in person after that. These people just want to expense the cake, right? Like, again, it, I hate that. It's But it's your birthday. It's like, well, maybe <laughs> I celebrate right. my birthday differently. I, I, the best way to celebrate your birthday is by not being in the office. Right? Yeah, annoying coworkers. <laughs> right, not necessary with this birthday thing. I give him the four fifty. I think we're giving the four fifty. Four fifty in Covington, Kentucky will go a long way. It'll be fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 
this is a this is a verdict. All right, and finally, the one that um, was sent to me most often. This, and I don't know why me. Some Michigan parents are upset because their kindergartner shared a bottle of tequila during snack time on Thursday. Wow. <laughs> what? A, a child in Livonia, Michigan, shared a bottle of Jose Cuervo mix with 10% alcohol content with her classmates before a teacher stopped it. <laughs> kindergarten? Oh, boy. Wow. Kindergarten. I have been accused. I have been accused that it is my <laughs> child. It is not. <laughs> I was going to say, now, yeah, your kids are older than kindergarten. But yeah, but I wish, I mean, I want to know these parents. (laughs) Where's Livonia? Uh, It's just outside Detroit. Um, The kindergartner brought a pre-mixed bottle of tequila and shared it with four classmates, uh, including uh, this one woman's uh, five-year-old daughter. I was asked, like, is my daughter okay? She's right here. She looks okay. Okay, well, how much did she drink? I mean, these are not things you want to ask. <laughs> Kindergarten is lit. Nap time is happening. Chocolate milk, huh? Like pass the tequila. How would you like to be the? How would you like to be the teacher that all of a sudden has this grenade go off in class? You know, you're, you're, there's a five year old with a tequila what a bottle. Story. Props to the Livonia kindergartners, though. They're not coming in with like like a white claw or some kind of. <laughs> no, 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 straight. Right. We're going big. Bring it. Bring in the Jose. The class of like 2037, this is going to be out of control. <laughs> yeah. No, no, truly, yeah. no white claw, no oh, Mick Ultra. Yeah, I can see the reunion. I see the Step reunion. Step up your right? game. Yeah. Hey, you remember that time Maggie brought in tequila to our kindergarten class? Like, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Where's Maggie today? Not with us, probably, is going to be the answer there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maggie yeah. was removed from her home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Normally, it's like, do they got any nuts right. in this thing? We got a, you know, we got a tree nut allergy over now. It's just no right. nuts no in the milk. Yeah, right. But uh, tequila. Wow. Did the kindergartner give a, an explanation how she ended up with uh, said bottle? Um, d- student privacy laws are. are we the school officials have said they addressed the situation. Um, Disciplinary measures will be taken in accordance with the student code of conduct. This yeah. is written into the code of conduct. Wow. I mean, I had, I mean yeah. really planning ahead if you thought, yeah. what, what happens if a kindergartner brings some tequila? This is like the Akron, Nebraska contract that covers insurrection. You know, yes. covering, yes. you're yes. clearly Invasion. covering everything. Yeah, really got after it. Uh, my daughter takes medicine and first up, no kids should be drinking and just the shot. It burns, she said. Like, how do you feel? Like anything. <laughs> 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 you know, higher quality. Oh, my God. Hey, Maggie, can you bring in a little better uh, better blend? And where's the lime and the salt? You know, you got to have it all. Maggie, you bring you yeah. just bring one element? Come on. I'm not, not Livonia. This is Livonia. They don't do those. They Too don't fancy. put those training That's wheels right. on. They go right at it. Yeah. Go right at it. No salt. Maggie invited right. to all parties from now on. That's it. I got to get back to vacation. Yeah, podcast is over. Thank you for listening. Segway nicely from tequila stories to his bush life. I promised 60 minutes, and I got the 60 (laughs) minutes in one second, and this is over. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of tequila, we may or may not be back later this week. We will see. Ross, thank you for coming on, though, and and adding some insight and uh, and a little classmate going up. I I try. I try. I appreciate the uh, the invitation. it was uh, it was more of a circus than I ever imagined. Uh, Dan Dan prepared me and uh, yeah, yeah yeah no it was great I appreciate the invite 
SI, SI active right. aggression continues. Oh, got, got my eyes on you guys. Got you guys. All right. Please leave us a nice review. Share us on social media. Tell your friends about us. We will talk to you later. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.